Welcome once again to the Power 5 Mentality Podcast, the first and only podcast discussing mid-major marketing, creative, and more. My name is Scott Peace, and I'm the Associate AD for External Affairs here at the University of Evansville. I'm joined as always with my co-host and co-worker, Emily McMillan, Assistant Director of Media Relations and Creative Communications at UE. We are very excited to be joined today by Bryce Wheeler, Creative Content Coordinator at Grand Canyon University. He is currently three years into his sports management degree at GCU, but has already held an internship with the Phoenix Suns and served as both a student basketball manager and student employee for creative content at GCU before moving into his current full-time role with the Lopes. Bryce, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Scott. Thank you guys so much for having me. This is a really cool experience. All right, Emily, I will turn it over to you for a brief uh, overview and we'll get going. Yeah, so really excited about this episode. Um, We're going to jump into Bryce's experience, starting with his internship with the Suns, um, run through his experience with Grand Canyon basketball, and then uh, just all the amazing content that he's made there, and then how he's become full-time at GCU. Um, So jumping right in, um, like we've talked about, you had a creative internship with the Phoenix Suns, which I'm really jealous of. So I uh, just talk about how that you got connected to the Suns, how that internship came about and kind of um, what that role looked like. Yeah, I did. Um, so that that was like a super surreal experience for me because I grew up a Suns fan. Uh, I, I started, I was in uh, Sun City where my grandparents live when I was eight or nine years old, I think. And uh, my dad took me to a basketball game. It was obviously, it was a Suns Spurs game. And, uh, you know, from there I was, I was hooked. Uh, so I've, you know, for the last decade or so, since the, since the end of the Nash era, I've been a big Suns fan uh, growing up. So that was really cool. Um, that came about because I was working at the time uh, as a student employee for GCU. And uh, I made a couple connections with, uh, you know, some people in that organization and, I have a really good friend who's been, you know, nothing but good to me uh, that works in off-court player development, uh, Shaquin Albro. And he, he sent me an email one day and uh, he just sent it over. He said, hey, uh, Chris Grasha, their director of creative, they're looking for an intern. They've been struggling to find, you know, people that are, that are interested in a gig right now. Um, and, you know, naturally I, I jumped at that because, you know, creative for the Suns, that was like one of the big, like, end goals for me. Like, you know, as a kid, I always, I had more of like a realistic, like viewpoint on that because I played basketball growing up. So a lot of people, a lot of kids like grow up, they're like, yeah, I want to play in the NBA or yeah, I want to play pro basketball. I knew that like my build wasn't really, I wasn't insanely athletic and like my build didn't really fit, (laughs) you know, a a long-term basketball career. So I started looking elsewhere and I got into, into uh, graphic design and creative, you know, content. Um, early on in high school so naturally I put two and two together and I was like yeah I mean working as a creative for the Suns that would be like a dream job so I jumped at that and uh, I started that in November of this past year Um, and the people in that department they were really cool like Chris Grasha the director of creative there he was awesome he was super like and I'm balancing two jobs at once so he was super like understanding and flexible in my hours and um, when I could be where and when I could be in the office. Um, Brandon Spahn, who came from Indiana, he was he was a senior designer there. 
and uh he was a super cool mentor and was always available and like you know offering to help and you know he would slide over to my desk sometimes and you know offer some pointers or what I could do better or what I'm doing good so it was like a really cool supportive team there that was super flexible and super understanding of you know my situation with both jobs and uh and school and then I was there for about see I was there from November to the middle of February so I was there for about four and a half months and uh unfortunately with the you know with the GCU season picking up um we had just won the the conference tournament we were going to we we're going to Vegas and I was going to be out of office for like at least two weeks and uh at one point I just became like overwhelmed um you know because it's I had a son's internship and I had a handful of responsibilities there and then I had GCU and then I'm also doing school. So that's, you know, almost like three, three jobs at once. So um, it really came down to like what I wanted to do more so um, in the future and GCU has been, been really, really good to me. So it was really cool. I had to give it up and it was one of the toughest decisions of my life, um, you know, to give up a, an internship with the team that I wanted to work for for forever. Um, but just being there and like going into the office and seeing, cause the Suns also underwent a, a renovation for their arena this year. So walking in every day and seeing that renovation like happen in real time, uh, that was a really cool experience as well. So, I mean, it served a lot of cool learning experiences and great people to meet. Um, and overall, I look back at it as, as a great and it's a great experience that really benefited my career and the people that I know and the connections that I've been able to make um, going forward. But yeah, it was it was really awesome. Yeah, that's a that's a cool like way that you got in, into that and just found that creative aspect of the team that you really enjoy um, watching anyway. So um, obviously the Suns are having a really great season this year. And we talked a little bit before we started recording that you're at the um, game last night just talk a little bit about how cool that is to see a team that you have grown up um watching um that you're fi- like they're finally back into um a successful season in in the in the playoffs yeah so i'm not gonna lie it it stings a little bit because i would have loved to be on board right now during the summer during this during this run and uh you know putting things together for our playoff campaigns and things like that and helping out there um so yeah, that that always is in the back of my mind a little bit, honestly, but uh, it's still really cool because of how, you know, the last decade or so, how bad they've been. They hadn't had made the playoffs since 2010. So, I mean, speaking on behalf of <laughs> the entire like Sunspan community, like being able to, to see this like come to fruition through, you know, 10 years of just bad basketball and struggle and you know organizational drama and stuff like that uh it, yeah it is a super cool experience and you can see it like in the crowd um you can see it I went to I went to the first playoff game against the Lakers and then I went to the finals game last night and you can see it in the crowd like this community and Phoenix in general has been waiting for so long for like Suns playoff basketball and you you'll hear it from, you know, analysts and people that are covering the game. Like that is the loudest arena in the NBA. And so, yeah, just being in that, uh, in that arena twice during the playoffs is it's, it's loud and it's like, it's surreal, like I said. Um, 
So yeah, it's, it's just awesome seeing after so much struggle to finally be able to, to experience playoff basketball and experience it to the fullest extent in the finals. And then I, I saw on your Twitter last night that you saw some of your graphics and like signage being used around the arena. Uh, I thought that was really, really fun. Um, it, yeah. What was, uh, how surreal was that? Yeah, it was just like, there was a, I mean, obviously it's like more little things. I was an intern, so I'm making like more smaller signage and, and, you know, just things that like direct people to places or, you know, just signage for restaurants or things like that. So, but still like looking, like walking around with all these people and looking like I'm with my dad. So I'm walking around and I'm looking at, I'm pointing at, I'm like, whoa, like I made that. So like, <laughs> just, just having something that like the experience that I was there and that I made this and that it's still in the arena, like during the NBA finals, like on the biggest stage, like, it's not like, it's not on the court or on the video boards or anything, but it's still like in the arena and it's still, you know, there. And I like know in my mind that that's something that is still there that, I made so my work is in this arena in some capacity yeah like that, that's the goal at the end of the day is to have people look at your the stuff you've worked so hard on um but I I, I could talk more and more about your uh creative stuff but we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit so I'll hand um it back over to Scott to talk about some uh, GCU basketball so I'm very excited to talk about Grand Canyon basketball because anyone who knows me in this industry knows how much I admire the game day atmosphere uh, out there. I think it's arguably the best, if not the most unique um, experience out there. I, you know, a lot of people that listen to this know I grew up a Louisville basketball fan and they played out there. I don't know how long ago it was, maybe five, six years ago. And I watched the entire game. And ever since then, I've been really interested in what they've done. Um, so you've been a basketball manager, which means you've got a front row seat to some of that. Um, how would you describe the game day atmosphere for anyone who hasn't maybe watched a YouTube video or seen a game on TV? Um, man, GCU arena on, on a night of GCU basketball is like, a, is, it's more so like a party, but also, you know, there's a basketball game going on. So, I mean, it's in, in college basketball, like it's loud. It, it is the loudest I've ever heard in any college basketball venue. Um, and yeah, you mentioned that, uh, that Louisville game from a couple of years ago, Donovan Mitchell actually said that, uh, he went on, he went on, uh, Michael Rappaport's podcast and said that, um, that was the loudest gym he's ever been in. It beats, you know, Michigan, Louisville, or it beats, you know, all these, all these, uh, power fives that he's played in. Um, but yeah, it is, I mean, the fan, the Havocs, uh, that's our fan section. The Havocs are, are amazing. Um, I mean, they go all out. Uh, they, they, you know, they, they paint themselves, they organize chants and dances and, uh, and rituals. And, uh, they have these little sheets, uh, that they print out and put in every seat, um, in the havoc section at the games. That's, uh, me and my buddies like to go up and snag one and read them before the games. And it's just, it's fun, like facts about coaches and players, um, that aren't entirely true. But, you know, it's just like, it's a, it's a funny thing and they're fun to read because it's, it's just, you know, making fun of them. And, um, but it's like a really cool, <laughs> it's a really funny, like cool experience. And it like this past year, uh, because of COVID, my boss, Josh, and I had to sit at another table or another scores table across from the, 
um, across from the court, which is right in front of the Havoc. So I had those dudes like just rocking for like two and a half hours straight right behind me, um, just as loud as they can. So it was, it was, it's really cool. And for anyone that hasn't been to a game and is like in the area or isn't in the area, like get out, get out and see it just one time. Um, I mean, it's, it's such a cool experience that you're only going to get there and that you're only, you're not going to experience that anywhere else, like in the country. Having been a part of that for the last couple of years, I mean, is there anything that you would point to or any couple of things you would point to that is being done by whether it's students or staff there that you can kind of look back and say, this is some of the reasons why this culture has been built. Like, well, how did it get to that point? You don't just wake up overnight and it looked like that. Um, what do you think led to a successful student section environment like that? Um, primarily just the resources that uh, President Mueller and uh, Vice President Jamie Boggs have, have put into the, the student section, the Havocs, um, the dedication that they've shown towards building, you know, a fan base that is unlike any other in the country. Um, it speaks volumes to, to how successful and how, you know, popular they're becoming um, amongst the country. I mean, yeah, I mean, speaking from a student's perspective who hasn't been able to, you know, who's seen the Havocs from the court and from, um, you know, other sporting events, just they're everywhere. They're at every sporting event. Um, it doesn't matter if it's men's basketball or women's basketball, uh, you know, they're there and they're making noise. Um, but yeah, just the, the uh, resources and the effort that uh, our faculty and our, our administration has put into uh, the student section there has, has been, you know, the main factor in their success over the past couple of years and how they're going to continue to gain notoriety um, in the country as we continue to grow at the rate that we have. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head um, because Grand Canyon's gotten really good really quick. Um, and they were, even in the NCAA tournament last year, played Iowa, correct? Yep, that's correct. Um, so you were in the bubble, uh, which is a whole other unique experience, uh, separate from everything else we've talked about. So what was that like from the creative side and just kind of the end of a year that was so strange, for lack of a better term? Um, what was your experience like in the bubble? Man, that experience was definitely like once in a lifetime because I mean obviously hopefully that <laughs> that situation never um needs to happen again but I mean the fact so we have our WAC tournament in Vegas every year uh, at the Orleans Arena um and so we went there we let we left campus driving to to Vegas knowing that there was a possibility that we weren't going to be home for like over two weeks because we had to uh if we were to win the tournament we'd stay the night in the hotel and then get right on a bus go straight to a to a charter plane and strive and fly straight to to indy um so yeah we did win the tournament and then we flew straight to indianapolis um and we were there for for a week for a whole week before we even played a game but it was it was really cool like you we get off the plane and uh we're getting on the bus and like we're this we're like a small mid-major right like this is our first our first tournament and so we get out and we're having like we have three buses and then we see like a couple of uh, of like motorcycles fly by that are like escorting us. And so we're like, like, this isn't 
<laughs> like we've never seen this before because you know like it's so so weird and so you know like it's like we're big time almost but uh yeah so that was that was a really cool like you know experience that spoke to like like wow we're really like here um so yeah and then we got to this the big uh marriott hotel i had the huge i don't know if you guys saw like the huge bracket on the front of the hotel um that covered it from like corner to corner and they would update it you know as the tournament went on but that was really cool and uh just getting in there <clears throat> each team had a floor had their own floor and they could move about you know their floor as as they pleased but you know they couldn't couldn't go out i mean we had one day of like one hour of time outdoors there's a minor league stadium across from the hotel that uh, the ncaa would grant like each team I think like an hour, like only one day. So we were only outside for like one day throughout that whole week. Um, then we, you know, they'd set up like badminton and throw footballs out there and throw baseballs out there for us to just run around and get some, get some fresh air. And so, uh, but yeah, we were able to move about our rooms, but apart from practice and meals, like we weren't allowed to leave our floor. So yeah, that there the entire week, I mean, they took care of us. It was, it was cool. It was good to, good to bond with all those guys and because you were you know regardless of whether you hung out or not you know outside of basketball you were forced to to bond with each other and talk to each other and you know get along with each other so I think it was a really cool like team building experience too um but yeah the bubble was definitely like once in a lifetime and I was super blessed to be able to to be able to be there and be a part of that that's almost kind of a theme for you over the last couple of years with the Suns and the NCAA bubble uh, another thing I want to talk about that I don't really know where to fit this in, so we'll talk about it now since it's during your Grand Canyon days. Uh, Drake, the Drake that we all know, the rapper, posted an image, if I'm correct, that you created. Tell I, I don't want to tell the story. I'll let you do it, but tell the story behind that. Sure. So that was two summers ago. That was summer 2019. Um, I was... So I was still uh, just a manager this time. I hadn't, I didn't have like a student employee position at, at Gray Canyon or anything like that yet. So my summer was free to like, you know, just freestyle, do whatever I want from a, you know, from solo projects to whatever. Um, so I'm thinking during the, during the finals, the Raptors Warriors finals, like how I can put something out there that'll, that'll like do well, that'll, you know, attract engagement. Um, and so I came up with, with something I can incorporate Drake with. So I took that, uh, that infamous Michael Jordan picture after I think it was his first title. Um, but yeah, him like holding the trophy to his head, like cradling it, you know? Um, I took that and I had put, uh, <laughs> I replaced the, the Bulls jersey with a Raptors jersey. I replaced the 23 with the six. Um, I replaced, uh, you know, Michael Jordan's uh, head and face with Drake's and so it looks like Drake's sitting there like with a Raptors hat on with a Raptors jersey on cradling this uh, jersey and so I put it out there um, right after they won I I pre-made it um, so it was ready to go in the case that they they won the series which I think they did in six but uh, as soon as they did I put that out there and I think the first like blue check person to pick it up was Jerry Lorenzo, um, big shoe guy. And uh, he, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> like casting 
accusation on anyone, but someone was the first person to crop my word mark out of the corner because um, it was more of a horizontal 16 by nine image. And then it ended up getting cropped into a square. So I made the mistake of putting my watermark in the corner, but it got cropped. And then Jerry Lorenzo posted that, um, posted that version and they got picked up by Ball's Life. And then uh, eventually like later in the night, uh, got picked up by Drake. He reposted it. I think he, he captioned it like got one or something like that, but he had posted it. And then uh, after that, like that next morning, like my phone, you know, you, you couldn't scroll long enough on my phone just from texts from people and notifications and DMs, just con congratulatory stuff. Um, so that was really, really cool. Um, I got a couple, uh, a couple interviews from that from a hometown paper from where I'm from in Alaska. And I got uh, uh, my good friend, Paul Coro, uh, who works here at GCU now. Um, he called me on the phone to talk to me a little bit about it. Um, but yeah, like that was, that was pretty much like my 15 minutes. It was like the, just that couple days was, was really cool. Um, got so I, I still have people ask me to this day, yo, did you ever get credit from Drake or did he pay you or anything? And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I'm not going to, that a man of like that notoriety and popularity is impossible to reach, like no matter who you reach out to. So there's, you know, there's, there wasn't a shot, but just the experience and the fact that it was out there and that he posted it was, you know, a big, big, big win for my career on its own. That is an awesome story. So I, I hate to hear that it ended with Drake posting the version of the square without the watermark. Is that what happened? Yes, sir. Well, still, still awesome. Nonetheless, uh, I will need to, I did see the post. Uh, we'll have to, when we share the episode, We'll make sure to to find that too and share that with the watermark, of course, um, so people can see that. So really cool, um, Emily. I'm going to turn it back to you now to talk more of the creative specifics on the Grand Canyon side. We talked about the Suns, but I want to focus on some of what he's done um, at GCU. Yeah, um, we've kind of already touched on why GCU is so special. Like um, like Scott was saying, I. I've always admired um, GCU from like a, just a creative aspect and just in general, but talk a little bit about GCU's culture of like why you want to stick around there now that you've um, gotten this full-time position that we'll, we'll jump into in a minute, but like, why, why do you see GCU as so special? Like, I, I didn't know you were from Alaska as well. So like coming um, down to um, GCU, wh why, why is it so special? Uh, I mean, GCU and like the people I work with in, in particular are, uh, are, they're just so special because of how many, how strong their like family values are. Um, you know, it's, it's a Christian university and uh, from top to bottom, from, you know, coaching staffs to players to managers, you know, they all have that same, you know, life mission to serve and, uh, you know, to to you know serve for a higher power um so it's and they all have like these core family values everyone picks one another up um cares about one another um and it feels like a family you know um more specifically because i work most with a men's basketball because i started as a manager there uh for those guys um coach drew um the entire coaching staff top to bottom um 
uh, they have the same Christian mission in life and they're really personable people that you can have like conversations with and that, you know, like they're not like a lot of college coaches that may not like, you know, interact with lower level people like managers or people that are like media people or content people, but they are like, like down to earth people that are, that are people that I have total comfort in talking to and, you know, having personable conversations with. Um, but that, you know, part of that is, that's definitely a huge part of why I wanted to stick around and why I wanted to be here um, post-graduation. And, you know, the fact that it just another, it just speaks more volumes to how like they care about everyone that is involved in the, in the, uh, the department top to bottom and how they care about their students and their faculty and their um, staff and things like that. Um, but yeah, I had, my, my boss is always looking out for me. My boss, uh, Josh Hauser, he's the assistant AD um, of communications, but he was the one that brought me on um, from my manager position. Um, so I was there as a, as a student worker for a year and a half, but he you know, was always considerate of my school schedule and uh, you know, my, my son's internship. That was almost a problem. Like I had both of my, both of my bosses, both of the sons in GCU almost like being like too considerate, like, no, you can be here. Or no, you can be here. Like, I mean, it was a, it was a great thing for, it was a great situation um, nonetheless, but yeah, I mean, GCU is a family. It's, that's, that's, it's really as simple as that. Um, everyone cares about one another and um, just really gives everyone like the same time of day. It gives like treats the same top level person as they would, you know, a lower level person. Awesome. Like I, that, that's kind of why I, a similar story to why I went to Kansas State, that family atmosphere of, you know, you can count on anybody around you. Um, but now that you, you announced a couple, a while ago, a couple weeks ago, um, that you accepted a full-time job while still being an undergrad, which I think is incredible. Just talk about how that came about and what that position is going to look like for you in August. Yeah, so uh, our athletic director, Jamie Boggs, she has, and that, like I said, cares about just top level people the same you would bottom level people. So she was always like a huge supporter of my work and, you know, the content that I was creating, putting out. Um, so she's always been on board for me to, she's always been like a big advocate for me to get on full time as soon as possible. So the original plan, obviously, was post grad. Um, and then I'm, I'm home for a couple months this summer. So I was at home and uh, my boss, uh, Josh texted me. He said, hey, <laughs> uh, I told her he probably wouldn't be interested, but um, Jamie floated the idea of you starting full-time like right now. Um, so I, I mean, I gave it a lot of thought because there are a lot of pros and cons to, to, to both sides. Um, but like, it, it basically came down to like, do I wanna, you know, live out my life as a college kid for one more year or do I want to like get a head start on my adult life and you know um all the the pros and cons that come with that um so ultimately I ended up deciding to start full-time right away but uh yeah just the those two uh Jamie Boggs and Josh Hauser those two were were are always have been really good to me and were 
um, the ones that kickstarted that whole thing and what I owe or who I owe to, you know, being able to be in this position right now. Oh, that That's awesome. I, I'm, I'm glad that you're able to like take advantage of that awesome um, opportunity. Uh, but just scrolling through just GCU's content in your portfolio and just seeing everything that you've done, I like tried to pull out some like idea. I honestly, I was trying to look for some ideas on how you guys make such great content, but it's just very clean, consistent. Um, you can look at it and you're like that. That's Grand Canyon. Um, just talk a little bit about your design uh, philosophy and just how you go about uh, at, at these positions with being creative. Yeah, um, I really like try. There's, it's weird. There's like a fine line between between like clean stuff and like minimalist stuff. I've never been, I know it's necessary, but I've never been a huge fan of minimalist stuff. Um, but I totally understand why teams and organizations would, would go that route. But um, I actually, I was messing with some things for our, for our NCAA tournament campaign for our March Madness uh, stuff and our look and feel for that. And uh, I, yeah, I ended up going with just like a bright, you know, uh, white and I think pur like purple is a prominent enough color to where you can use it as sort of a secondary and a graphic but it'll still like be there and you can still um, see that um, but yeah I went with that's kind of like the look that we went with and uh, Jamie really liked uh, that look and we had a we've had a couple meetings this summer um, about like our general athletics look and feel and what we got out of it was that we wanted to go that route, like just to have like a clean look with a good amount of purple, but you know, primarily that not a tongue going on, but enough to like make you like grab your attention, you know? Um, so we have a lot of, we have a lot of like things to offer at GCU. We have our fans, our, our mark are a good marketing uh, point our facilities phoenix itself is great um our campus so we have a lot of things that uh they want us to include to market and to advertise um in our look um so yeah like we want to generally speak volumes in our in our content to how or to what gcu is about which is you know a vibrant atmosphere you know, a happy family-like atmosphere. And I thought like our, like a bright, you know, a bright, clean look uh, would would really like speak or would uh, portray that. So yeah, that's really what my creative um, standpoint is all about. Making, you know, things not too overcomplicated, but still things that, you know, grab your attention and uh, will, I hate using this word uh, and I know a bunch of other creatives do, but things that like that pop on the screen, um, you know, when you're scrolling through social or driving by a billboard or anything like that. Yeah. It's getting people to slow down long enough to consume your uh, graphic that you're trying to show them, but not shove every piece of information possible in one on graphic. So yeah, I, I like how you guys approach just graphics and social media in general. Um, but I, I don't know how much you, uh, I, I'm sure you're very involved with the social media uh, strategy and how that all happens. Just 
I, I also just want to learn from you. How do you go about um, social media, the process and the strategy, and how does GCU do that um, as a department? Yeah, uh, our social media, uh, I actually picked that up as part of my student employee position. So I was running, uh, I was partially running with my boss, Josh, uh, our GCU Lopes account and men's basketball and baseball. Um, so that was sort of like my first um, full experience with, you know, team accounts. And I wanted to take like an approach, obviously, with consistent, uh, with consistent branding and and looks on our on our graphics but uh yeah social media primarily um is i think as much as i might want to get off of it sometimes i think it's essential to be on it all the time to understand you know where attack points are and where um you can drive up engagement and whether that be through you know through memes or through um hopping on trends or through you know, just putting out good, good uh, team practice content or game content or things like that. Um, that's primary, like keeping it, keeping it young and like fresh where you can like almost, you know, and in interacting with people as much as possible. Um, there, there's a really fine line from like, from like a comedy standpoint. And a lot of brands do this really well. Um, but from like, not trying too hard to be funny, but being like a good amount of funny as I, I think that is a big thing that drives up um, engagement. And obviously, you know, there's boundaries that you can't overstep or, or uh, <clears throat> things that you obviously can't say or do. But I think that it's definitely possible to keep like a fun, like young, um, kind of like loose uh, feel with social media, but also keeping it uh, professional and, and, uh, you know, effective towards um, followers and you know, trying to, trying to drive up that engagement with both new and old followers. Awesome. Um, just with your three-ish years at GCU, what do you, what would you say is your like favorite project or favorite campaign you've gotten to work on and how, how did you take that to like grow your experience long-term? Um, yeah, I know, I know, uh, I already mentioned this, but, uh, my March Madness campaign was, was really, really cool. Um, I felt like, I felt like I was like on fire that entire week. Um, I was, I was putting out, uh, you know, obviously game day materials, uh, matchups, um, our starting fives, our finals, things like that. Um, and then like promos, tw countdowns, 24 hours. Um, there was like a string of, <clears throat> of, you know, a couple graphics over that couple weeks that I felt like, like I wasn't missing. Um, and that's obviously, like I said, I was, I was wanting to go that general direction for our, for our new uh, look and feel uh, moving forward. But yeah, that, that March Madness campaign, I really, really felt good about. And then just, I, I always like to ask these questions from creatives is that the reason we're all here is to tell student athletes stories and who they are off the court, as well as what they're doing on the court. Um, just talk about a little bit of how you go about finding out those stories and communicating those through social media channels. Yeah, so that's actually why um, my, my gig as a student manager was really um, valuable to me was because, you know, I'm, I'm working with these guys, I'm in the same gym with these guys every day. And, uh, you know, I'm, 
I'm interacting with them and I'm building relationships and friendships with friendships with them. And I'm able to retain those and develop those still even now um, in my new position. But uh, yeah, like just getting to know people and just building those connections and those relationships. Like I lived with a couple of players uh, this off season before I went back home. Um, and I mean, I, some of my best friends are, are some of the basketball players and a couple of the baseball players here, but <clears throat> yeah, just being able to, to talk with people and to build those connections and to, you know, find, even though that these people are student athletes now, like, and even now with like NIL stuff that they're going to be signing contracts and making deals and endorsements, like over and regardless of all that, like they're still people like, and I had, there's still people that you can interact with and that, you know, they're, um, you know, that you can just, just generally talk to. And I had like a, like a, uh, experience that really made me like realize that, um, during our, I think it was, it was 2019, we played one game a year at the Jerry Colangelo classic at the Suns arena and, uh, Cam Johnson and Ty Jerome, who's now on the Thunder, I think, um, they were sitting courtside and my boss, Josh pointed them out to me. He was like, like, Hey, you should go like get them to, to do like a, like a lopes up sign and like put it on our, put it on our channels. And so I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so I had to like build myself up for it. So I walked over there and I asked Ty, I was like, I asked Ty and Cam, I was like, Hey, do you guys, uh, do you guys like to, you know, just throw up this sign real quick for, for a, uh, for a post. And they were like, yeah, for sure. For sure. They started like asking me questions, uh, what I did. And as they're like talking to me and I'm, when we're talking about the crowd, that's, you know, going crazy on the other side of the, of the arena, you know, like, I realized that like, these guys are just kids. Like they were just in college. They were just on a bigger stage, but like, they're not that much older than me. Like they're in a way, like, just, just like me, like they're just college kids and they're just, you know, they're still people. So I was, I, I was able to like loosen up and like have a good conversation with those guys. Um, but yeah, anyway, getting back to the point, that's, that's, I mean, they're people. So it, it's becomes easier to, to converse with them and to really get their, like their life stories and be able to broadcast those on social media. And some, I mean, this is the same, it's the same way at every university, but some kids are more like marketable and like personable and inter interactive with, with uh, content creators and media people than others. Um, but some of my best friends, like if I need basketball content, I don't have a problem with like, like calling someone being like, Hey Gabe, can I have you for like a couple minutes <clears throat> for a couple minutes to shoot something? And then like, maybe we can grab lunch or go hang out after like, you can like, it's really cool here to be able to be friends with those guys, but also, you know, be able to work with them because that makes both of our lives easier and makes them more comfortable to, to do whatever I'm asking them to do. And it makes, you know, me more comfortable to, uh, to do whatever, um, with them without having to feel like nervous, you know, about it. I love that answer. And I, I think that's a really good perspective to have that we haven't talked a whole lot about on the show. It's just, you know, they are people, you know, you were able to use your advantage as a manager to learn about them and, and put that out there. So I, I love to hear that. Well, before we let you go, I wanted to thank you again for joining us. I also want to congratulate you on such a great start to your career. Uh, you clearly have a very bright future ahead of you, and we can't wait to follow along and see what all you do. Um, but before we let you go, is there any final remarks you wanted to share? Um, and this could be about really anything at all. No, I mean, uh, thank you guys both. 
so much for your for your kind words and for having me on. Um, I, I, it's always really cool to to be able to continue to build this community, um, whether it be in mid-major athletics or you know college athletics in general. But yeah, it was just a really cool experience to be able to come on here and share some of my story with you guys. And uh, I really appreciate what you're doing for the community. Well, very good. Thanks again. Uh, we want to remind everyone to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at P5Mentality. Subscribe to and rate us on your favorite podcast streaming site. Check out our blog on the Power 5 Mentality website. And remember, Power 5 is just a mentality.